Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas sportsbook from the guys that actually work behind it with your hosts, Alan Berg, Dave Sharapan, and Matoy Pearson. Ladies and gentlemen, it is officially my favorite time of year, conference tournament time, meaning that college basketball is nearly over. But we, for those fans out there, we have Rough. two of the best out there. My man, Big Dave. How you doing tonight, Big Dave? I'm good, man. I'm ready to, uh, you know, like I said before, to discuss some things we uh, all want to discuss and then discuss basketball, which I know you have no part in. Yeah, beautiful. Sounds great. Um, we also brought <laughs> in my man, Matoy, uh, to talk a little college hoops because he loves the stuff. He can't get enough. St. Petey's, what up? Oh, my God. I didn't even want to go over it until later. But, for, I mean, I wanted to go over once again that uh, uh, congratulations to Kobe Bryant for winning that Oscar, the greatest player of all time <laughs> ever in the history oh. of sports. Show's over. Um, I, I, <laughs> he violated the no Oscars talk a minute in. I love it. <laughs> Even more wild than my first original intro, I had to do that uh, because of the St. Petey's bit. So, <laughs> hey, it's good, it's, it's good to be back with you guys, man. It's always good to be back with you guys. Nice. What's going on? Well, in all seriousness, folks, for you listeners out there, uh, we are going to get Big Dave and Mo's thoughts on the conference tournaments coming up. Uh, Vegas, is now, Vegas is now swarming <laughs> with uh, tournament action. Uh, we're going to go over some news, little news bits about uh, the uh, Supreme Court not ruling on sports betting yet around the uh, U.S. Uh, and some other things. Maybe we'll actually get some NBA this time, which I've tried like four times to get NBA in, but we always seem to run short on time. But anyways, gentlemen, go ahead and take it away. I'm going to go to my man Matoy first because I know he's dying to talk at least St. Petey's before he jumps into the actual conference tournaments that start this week. The uh, Metro Atlantic uh, Athletic Conference is a joke. Uh, I want to go out and say that to the, to the listeners, uh, especially for the ones that probably don't even know anything about them. But, yeah, my dear, beloved St. Peter's, man, they, they blew a 14-point lead. <laughs> um, uh, late in the in the second half of that uh, Iona game, uh, also no one knows it, who Iona it, is either. It hurt Mo, didn't it? It hurt. Oh my God! Uh, you know when when the three pointers start going in and they're against you, you'll you guys will see a t shirt that I'll be making here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna, I've it's seen gonna it. Rock people's minds. I've seen right. it. It's been no, texted yeah. to me way too many times already. Well, you keep critiquing it with the same critique that I don't want to uh, repeat here on air. Oh, I'll repeat uh, it. I said, I said that he keeps sending me this shirt that says, I hate three-pointers. I said, you're missing the point. It's not supposed to say three-pointers. It's supposed to say college basketball. See, see, it's just a regular T-shirt, you know, maybe like 14-point font, Courier New. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, just a regular T-shirt, man. So, <laughs> Beyond It's crazy, that, though, Mo, isn't it, how the momentum can swing in these things? Man, Big Dave. There was one half where Iona didn't make any threes, and then one half where they made all the threes. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, man. It, you know, it was uh, – yeah, it's especially late when you know the team that's, you know, favored or better that's coming back. And, uh, you know, once they take that lead late, man, you're just like, holy smokes, it's a wrap. We're doomed. Yep. We are doomed. I cannot <laughs> mm-hmm. watch this set anymore. But because of the action behind it, you know, I had to press for it, man. I had to press for it in a – they covered, and that was fine for the wallet, uh, but the soul was tarnished. The damage was done. 
Oh, man, I would be saying some other words on here, but it's too early in the show. We got time. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> let's look. Let's get to it. Um, you know, without further ado, uh, the bigger conferences that people uh, definitely have their, uh, um, you know, their bracketology sheets out or uh, plenty of other interest in uh, the bigger conferences, uh, the ones that matter, the Blue Bloods, uh, the ones that pay their players the most, not Duke, maybe Duke, I'm not really sure. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to get into these uh, bigger teams, bigger conferences coming in right now. Uh, starting um, tomorrow, I know the ACC starts on the 5th. Uh, most of the rest of them start on the 7th, and they'll go all the way into the weekend. And you'll definitely be hearing from us uh, as the games go on. So, uh, Big Dave, uh, you know, as far as the teams that we talked about a couple weeks ago, while Allen, uh, we thought we had him for uh, gone forever um, <laughs> in the islands of Hawaii. Um, yeah, we wanted to start with the ACC for uh, for teams that, you know, that we thought were going to be in and that could possibly win this tournament. Right. And as we broke it down uh, a couple weeks ago, we looked at the ACC teams we thought were definitely in and the ones that had to kind of play their way in or were on the bubble, maybe looking, you know, in from the outside. So, you know, in summary, Virginia, Duke, Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, and Florida State, we had in. They're all still in. They all have 20 wins plus. Obviously, Virginia is going to be a number one seed most likely, even if they get upset in their first game. I think they're a one seed. The, the maybes were Louisville, Syracuse, NC State, and Virginia Tech. And as of right now, I think NC State and Virginia Tech are in. And do you think Louisville or Syracuse are either one or in, both in, or both out? I think that, man, that Louisville lost to Virginia was, a, um, not, I mean, not only memorable, but critical for them to at least even have any type of big wins uh, or marquee wins to get them in. I think Louisville's out. Syracuse kind of safe face. I think they played Clemson on Saturday and got a small win there uh, or a big win in their case uh, to boost their resume. So I think Syracuse is on the bubble, um, but I think they'll play their way in somehow. So I'm going to give a nod to Syracuse. Syracuse plays Wake tomorrow night, and then they're going to have to play North Carolina. I don't think they're going to beat North Carolina. So they'll probably be headed for the NIT. I think Louisville has to play Florida State in the first game um, out of the shoot tomorrow. Or no, they play on Wednesday. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, they play on Wednesday, 8-9 game in the ACC. Louisville's not going to beat Florida State, are they? No way. I could probably just leave it at that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the line's going to be. I haven't seen it yet, but Florida State's going to be favored. Florida State's probably going to win, making Louisville out. That would still give the ACC eight teams. Um, in the big dance, which seems like a lot, but we, we've had this discussion off and on for a couple weeks. They're probably the best conference. Um, it's a lot of discussion between them and the Big 12, and the argument has been the ACC has the better teams at the top. The Big 12 may be deeper. Right. But as we really look at it, I mean, it's Virginia, Duke, or North Carolina is probably going to win this tournament. Are they not? Yeah, I mean, we've already went through it and, you know, kind of gave our piece on the better teams in the ACC. And, you know, they reign supreme for a reason. Uh, the only other team that uh, I did want to give out to uh, most of the listeners was Miami, who's been playing really, really well. Uh, you know, Jim Laranega is a great coach, especially at this time. 
in March. So I think, uh, you know, if you can get them at like a 10 to one uh, or a little bit higher for value, I think that's a great team. And then I think you also brought up NC State, who could boost their resume by getting a couple wins. Uh, also has, has a good shot if they can get hot as well offensively. Yeah, NC State plays the winner of BC and Georgia Tech, and they're going to be prohibitive favorites probably in that game. And then they get Clemson. So they can win two games and then have to face most likely Virginia, which then for sure, if they can win that game, forget about it. They're looking at jumping up in the tournament from, you know, say a seven, eight, nine seed to possibly a five or six seed, which would then improve their maybe run in the big dance. So, yeah, they're definitely live. They have, uh, you know, plenty of key wins. Uh, especially in the conference against some uh, pretty decent opponents to uh, definitely make that jump if they can make that run. So, you know, hopefully they can make, you know, they do something for themselves. Uh, it was just an incredible jump seeing uh, uh, NC State lose Dennis Smith and, uh, you know, their head coach kind of jumping ship. And now they're in this uh, uh, situation where they can actually get in the tournament. So definitely proud of them from a college basketball standpoint. And I know Allen Berg is as well. <laughs> I guarantee you. Uh... Let's jump to the Big 12, Mo. Um, sure. Our eight teams that we discussed two weeks ago with, you know, there were still three or four conference games left for these schools uh, were Kansas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and TCU were all our ins, and they're definitely still those four are in. Again, That's right. all over 20 wins. Yep, yep. All yep. 500 or better in their conference. The maybes in this conference, they, I mean, they leave a lot of question marks for me between Texas, Kansas State, Baylor, and Oklahoma. Now, three of them have 18 wins, and three of them are 8-10 and 10 in their conference. That would be Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor. Which is are, not bad. Which is all. not bad, but they got to win some – they got to win two games in these in, in their tournament, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we, we and uh, especially when we were talking about it two weeks ago – because uh, there were so many games for them in the gauntlets they were playing, which is the Big 12, um, you know, night in, night out, uh, you know, because of the rankings and uh, how they're set up projection-wise, uh, where it could boost them, you know, especially winning some games on the road where they uh, would be key. Even winning big games at home against uh, a little bit, you know, or the higher-ranked Big 12 teams when they're coming in, if they can get some wins there, it would be good for them. And I think a couple of them did that, which uh, shows them why they're all in a – in a, a lot of the brackets that uh, a lot of the pros have a have a men coming in into March, so yeah, I mean a few of them would de- definitely need to press it. Uh, you know, if as far as a few of them probably being on the bubble, like a Kansas State or a Texas, um, to, to you know to reach their way in. Uh, I think a team that seemed like they were playing their way out, but could possibly still be in somehow favor is Oklahoma, who wasn't playing well all the way down uh, towards right now. So I feel like they need a lot of help as well uh, to get them into uh, into the dance. I don't know, uh, you know, and, and the NCAA is, has this new, like, quad system where they win a game in a, in a quad and they're weighed more than other games. And it's really hard to kind of make heads or tails of all the time. But It's insane is what it yeah, is. It's, it, oh, it my really God. Is. Yeah, no, it's, and, and it's almost when like I see it, I'm they're like, they're this is ridiculous. It, right. They're talking about it above the regular Joe and above the fan. Like, just are they in or are they out? And, and, and are, are wins good now? I, I'm in favor of the way they kind of used to do it, where they looked at teams that were playing better in February and March versus the, you know, the sweat equity wins that they build up 
earlier in the season, and that would be Oklahoma for for me. I mean, they they've they were great early. And Trey Young was had everybody's eye and and was the darling of of everybody, but they haven't played well. And now they got Oklahoma State in their opening game of the tournament. Brutal. I, I haven't them. looked at the line. What is the line in that game? I actually uh, didn't check it out. Unfortunately, okay. I, I, well, it's two days away. So, you know, the way we do things here, we only put it up maybe the day before in the overnights. So but they, I think Oklahoma has to win that game to get in. And Texas plays Iowa State, which is going to not be any real bargain. And I think they have to win to get in. And after that, it's going to be really interesting. And, and you know, a lot of the bracketology stuff and, and Lenardi on ESPN has eight teams from the Big 12 getting in. He has them all in. Three of them as the last uh, four in being those <laughs> bottom teams. And I'm like, man, I mean, that's counting on them to win some games and these conference tournaments that we're watching this week to all kind of hold court. I mean, like, you know, the West Coast Conference tonight, BYU beats St. Mary's. What if BYU beats Gonzaga? Now two well, teams from the conference get in, right? Exactly, yeah. I, it's well, Or maybe three, because uh, do you keep St. Mary's out now for losing Saint, to BYU? St. Mary's best win uh, was against Cal uh, about three or four months ago, which I can't consider like a super key win. Uh, of course, they got plenty of wins under their belt, but, you know, with a with a loss, uh, you know, tonight's loss kind of it, it killed him. But a loss against San Francisco earlier after they lost to Gonzaga was just, you know, I, I don't even think they should be in personally, especially losing tonight. Uh, but if BYU wins, that's going to be a guaranteed two from the uh, West Coast Conference. Right. Which will then affect these other big conferences from getting in six to five or from eight to six or, you know, it's going to just lessen right. those at large bids as we discussed um, well, on, the, on the show I, where we broke I mean, it down. There's 32 automatic bids. There's 36 at large bids. If eight come from the ACC and eight come from the big 12, that, that takes, that leaves only 20 at large bids left. That's crazy. <laughs> Especially teams that definitely deserve it. And, yeah. um, you know, when I see a St. Mary's and, uh, like, you know, just per se, like, you know, these big 12 teams that that are, you know, the first four in. If I see St. Mary's get in over like a Baylor or a Texas, uh, you know, I'd be livid <laughs> if I were them or, uh, you know, anybody that's a, you know, avid basketball fan. Uh, no knock on St. Mary's like they didn't have a good season. They had 28 wins, which is insane. But, you know, that's what hurts us with these conferences, you know, um, you know, especially uh I guess it doesn't really help that the Zags are in there and it helps the St. Mary's kind of get a bigger vibe, but they've been good in the past, but this year with a loss like this, man, it's, it's going to be crushing to uh, all the, all the people in the committee. Well, as far as talking about tournaments and, and conferences that are done or, or almost done, let's just go to the big 10. I mean, obviously the top four are in Michigan state, Purdue, Ohio state and Michigan being the tournament champion, obviously is in do Nebraska or Penn state. They may both be out now. I don't think either one of them is going to get in. Yeah, my buddy Casey says uh, Nebraska can get in with their last loss being by 20 on a neutral court. So he was all joking and serious at the same time. I laughed and also agreed. And that, yeah, Penn State, um, you know, we've talked about them getting some big wins, most of them just against Ohio State. I think Nebraska might be more on the bubble. I think Penn State's kind of shoved out. Nebraska might be more on the bubble, but I think with that loss as well, that kind of, you know, that ripped them, man. That that kind of killed them. And I, I think, yeah, uh, basically they're probably both going to be out. That um, sounds personal, Mo. You don't want Penn State. No, in, huh? no, yeah. No, no, no. That more... sounded personal. 
no, you're you're gonna be texting me. You're gonna try to you're gonna kill me. <laughs> you're gonna try to kill. Me. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's go to the Big East. We got the Big East. The the big dogs there, Villanova and Xavier. They're playing for one seeds. The winner of the yeah. conference tournament obviously is going to get the one seed. Yep. Does yep, if yep, they yep. meet in the conference final, can they both get one seeds? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I mean, most of the projections on the way here had them both as uh, getting a one seed. Um, you know, now it's getting a little bit more clear on who's a little bit better. I, well, Villanova has owned Xavier in this season right. alone. So, you know, far be it from if Villanova dominates again, that could kind of put Xavier out and uh, put another team in there, um, which we'll talk about who, that could be maybe a little bit more deserving to get it. Um but yeah, like you know, if 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 it if it comes down to it, and I know Villanova is just as good. If Xavier did get that one seed, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. They're both twenty-seven and four. Xavier was fifteen and three in the conference. Villanova fourteen and four. Obviously, both top teams in the country. The rest of that conference, though, and we discussed those other teams that could get in. We had a total of seven listed: Creighton, Seton Hall, Butler, all look to be in. Sure. Um, the, the the then maybes now after it's all said and done going into the tournament, Providence or Marquette. Um, when you look at it like that, if you have to pick one, it's Providence, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, Marquette took a couple bad losses on the way out, man. Close losses, but bad losses nonetheless. I mean, they had to win a few just to get their resume up. You know, it's, it's not looking good for Marquette. No. Right. Way. Yeah, Marquette's eighteen and twelve. They get to Paul. In the opening game of the Big East, they'll win that game, uh, barring them being completely flat. And right. they'll have to play yeah. Villanova, which will be an exit, and they'll be headed for the NIT most likely. Oh, man, Nova's just looking at chops for either of them. Holy smokes, they're ready. They're yeah, ready Nova, roll, Nova gets the winner of Butler-Seton Hall after that, which could also be a determining factor for that team getting in. Butler Seton Hall is almost not an elimination game. It's more so for, I think, Butler than Seton Hall. Seton Hall can maybe lose that game and still be okay. Butler, I think, needs to win that game. Yeah, Butler took a couple. Uh, I don't know if it. Well, I know, I've seen them lose to St. John's, which is brutal. Um, but yeah, their record doesn't really speak volumes. It's just more of the key wins and uh, the quote unquote quadrant wins they have that are uh, keeping them in the circle because they play in this conference. But, yeah, Butler would definitely need a big win like this to uh, kind of stretch their way um, in without kind of sweating it out going towards Sunday. Of those teams all in that Big East, a threat to win the tournament other than Villanova and Xavier, to win the whole thing, is there a team out that can come out of that conference that can actually win this thing? I don't think so. Yeah, no, hard to say. Creighton can score. I think a long shot that I would personally look at is Providence. Um, I mean, they they've kind of came up big. And they've played way better down the stretch, uh, whereas if, you know, at 20 to 1, I, I would definitely take a shot on them to, um, you know, conjure up some wins and some confidence, especially because, you know, they're definitely not in as well. You know, with big wins on their, you know, on their back going in, uh, that's a team that could, I, I, I think I could see uh, even winning it, if not getting, uh, you know, um, far, far in the conference tournament. Okay. All right, let's jump ahead to the SEC. This conference is a mess. We discussed yeah, it two weeks ago. And we had 10 teams listed that could get in, look like they were going to get in, maybe could get in. So right now, 
I think definites, and I mean, you know, Lenardi and Bracketology, I mean, they have eight teams coming out of this conference. And from top to bottom, standing-wise, it's Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas A&M, and Florida are pretty much the five, I think, in consensus all in. Um, Mississippi State has played well down the stretch. They got their 21-10 and 10 as their overall record, 9-9 nine and nine in the conference. They're in the discussion. Um, Missouri, more wins early, um, kind of iffy. I think they're in 20-11, and 10-8 in the conference. Um, Arkansas, are they in? Alabama, are they in? Either one of those teams? Alabama uh, might be on the way out. They've just, man, they they had a couple decent wins in the middle of, you know, uh, a season that was, you know, uh, highly heralded. But, no, as, as of late, man, I think I could just remember a big win against LSU and then uh, bad defeats, uh, especially to the one on, on against Florida where they lost about, I think, by 20. Um, and uh, Arkansas actually has had better wins. Um, you know, really hard to say if, uh, they deserve it. I, you know, we got to take a look at how how their um, how their schedule and winning. What kind of wins do they have? Uh, you know, on the road or quadrant wins, as they say, again. But uh, I would say Arkansas has a better chance. Alabama, I think, might be out first four out on the bubble. Right. Okay. That that at least makes a little more sense. Um, their conference tournament starts on Wednesday with the play-in games and, you know, you have the double buys again. And again, we, we, we just saw it in the big 10 yep. this past week. Yep, the yep, teams yep. that keep playing, you know, it, it definitely, it, most of the time comes to where their legs are tired. They hit a wall and things go bad and the game gets away from them. But Michigan did that and, and won the tournament. What I was going to say was, the teams that are playing are dogs. And as we saw in the Big Ten tournament, not only did they cover the spread, but a lot of them won the games. And that would be my message going forward to the listeners as far as these conference tournaments, right, where there's value on taking inflated numbers, right or wrong. Yeah, no, uh, most definitely, especially at this time uh, where, you know, the dog, he doesn't care much. I mean, they're just fighting for their tournament lives. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 usually about um, uh, you know, kind of how they're how they're playing, how they got into the tournament. I mean, those are big things as far as like how spreads get set up to begin with, uh, you know, before the game actually tips and you know where it goes. But uh, you know, for a lot of the teams that are higher seeded, um, you know, especially in these conference tournaments, you know, a lot of them are still fighting, they're still scratching. So taking a bigger number, it could be, you know, borderline, but. You know, as, as you know, the way that you're watching and playing coming in, uh, most of the time, it definitely is is a uh, is a success. Um, I think this tournament, as far as a betting aspect, I think it's wide open. Is it not? I mean, the top four seeds are, um, you know, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, and Kentucky. Any one of those teams can beat the other. Right. There's no clear cut favorite at all in this one. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, you can look outside where uh, teams like Texas A&M, Arkansas, uh, even an LSU can score and, and defend. And they've had a great season. These teams could make a run. So um, a, a lot of them can be upset. We've seen it. I mean, it was it was so insane that, you know, later on when any of these teams would lose, 
it wasn't even an upset. It was just another game, you know, like a South Carolina beating an Auburn or Arkansas beating Texas a by 20, you know, like that's how crazy the season was for the SEC. So coming in, you know, this is like a good time for everyone to kind of see how teams were playing coming in because uh, it's definitely wide open, Dave. I mean, you're, you're, you're as right as rain. Right. All right, real quick, the Pac-12. Um, oh, no. What I mean, God. you know, we only got a couple minutes, but what a mess this is. And this is this is right here. Hopefully we're going to get to go one night and oh, watch yeah. some games. But, I mean, the top four seeds here, Arizona, UCLA, USC, and Utah. Oh. I, I don't know, right? I mean, this is a guess. A lot of these – I mean, even the first-round games, Arizona State playing Colorado. Who knows the way Arizona State's playing? Cal's playing Stanford. Either team can win that. Washington, <laughs> yeah. Oregon State. I mean, the only one I really like is Oregon to beat Washington State of the of the playing games. Does Arizona yeah. have any cap space left? <laughs> no, oh man, what about that whole thing, though? Seriously, who do you believe? Who do you guys? Al, we'll bring you back in because you always got a unique way of looking at stuff. Who do you believe <laughs> in this thing? Do you believe Sean Miller or do you believe the FBI or ESPN or who? I just think it's crazy. Like where. How can somebody report on this and be false? And then, uh, to me, it's a smoke, there's fire kind of thing. I think it might just be too big to come out. And so there's a lot of powerful moving pieces at work here to try to push this under the rug, would be my guess. Man, I, I, I just, when I saw Sean Miller come in front of those cameras and say, look, you know, this is, this is what it is, and I'm coaching, and that's it. Like, that took some real chutzpah. I mean, if you want to just use it. I, I, I was like, what? Did he just really do that? And then he just, no questions, peace out, four and a half minutes. You got to say it. Now you can go. Now you can coach. And we'll see where, we'll, we'll see where it turns out. But who's wrong in this? I, I just can't wait to see the truth come to light. I can't wait. I don't trust any reporters ever. But <laughs> it's not like the NCAA isn't a trillion-dollar industry. So on both sides – uh, you know, for me, yeah, I, I, it's, it's really a toss-up. Is there even a wiretap, and can I get a listening on it? What can I do? Like, where am I, what am I supposed to do, really? It's, it's kind of all in the air. It's like the turnaround from that being, like, a thing, and then Arizona beating Cal, like, four days later was – I was like, well, okay, that's fine. Let's just get into the tourney. They'll talk about luxury tax and whatever after, so I don't even care at this point. Let's how many get teams, it going. How many teams get in from the Pac-12, though? I mean, oh, man. The, the bracketology stuff has four of them getting in. Arizona, sure. Arizona State, USC, and UCLA were the teams listed with Utah possibly replacing one of them, depending on who wins that game. Can't get more than that, and not only can get less, in my opinion. Oh, it's hard to not get less. Oh, my God. It's just the eyes have been – I'm still trying to get my eyes back into focus by watching them so late at night some of these days. Yeah, no, Utah, who's been uh, playing lights out down the stretch, they took a tough loss to USC. I think Stanford's still live actually to win this conference wow. because it's so wide open. So that's definitely a big one that I think. Also, uh, our boy Lindy is a, a big fan of Oregon State, so I don't know if that was much of a troll, but they're, they, have, <laughs> they haven't been too bad as well. So when Oregon State wins this conference tournament and the national championship, uh, it, drinks are on him, so these are all Amen. the words I got from our boy. So okay. that's what that's what we'll give the listeners right now. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Lastly, how about your your top three mid majors from the show while AB was gone? Gonzaga, Nevada, and Rhode Island. 
Are those all one-bid conferences, the West Coast Conference? Gonzaga wins, obviously it is. Um, BYU wins, I think they get two. Yep. Nevada, Mountain West, if they win, how, how can you give a bid to another team? Boise State, San Diego State, Just, I don't think it. you can. That's it. Yep. I don't think you can. And Rhode Island or St. Bonnie. Those that's are the about A10 it. representatives, and I think the winner is the only one in there. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's they just you know like all these all these games like in the non-conference that could have meant something or you know they were close to winning. I mean, just a lot of them are going to just be one bid, and with St. Mary's blowing it, somehow what the WCC can get in two. So, I mean, it's madness. It's it's madness. <laughs> it's it's just crazy. All right. So you say St. Mary's is out. I'll agree with. You you will reconvene next week when the brackets come out yeah no doubt yeah the, well the uh teams that i i wanted to uh at least give the listeners that have already punched their ticket that i think have a great shot of uh getting into the second weekend of uh the madness are loyola chicago who's been playing incredibly great and have a big win against florida early in their season they play a lot of defense now gaining respect on offense for guys that watch them like myself and alan berg obviously speaking for him and uh the murray state racers who have a uh, D1 record at this moment, not a record, but the most, uh, as far as a winning streak, 16 wins in a row, punching their ticket, absolutely blowing Belmont on the second half. Uh, those are two big wins. And the third big team that punched their ticket that I don't think anybody has any clue about is the Michigan Wolverines. I don't even know how rich that uh, legacy is at that. The secret that is Mo. Mo, the secret is out on Michigan. They won the oh, Big Ten. Oh my bad, I apologize. Sorry about that. Thank you, Big Dave. Um, I, I still hold them at 150 to one. Oh so, yeah, wow! Let's go Wolverines, baby. Right, right. That one's for us. That one's for cash considerations. Ooh, Somehow okay. there might be a prize or any or something. In a, you know, if they can get to the Final Four, hopefully we can get something divvied up for uh, yes. the listeners that are listening right now. It's going to be a fun night if Michigan wins, I can tell you that. Doors will be kicked down. Cars will be flipped. Philadelphia <laughs> won't even be in memory of Michigan wins it. <laughs> Holy smokes. We'll take the whole Mur- city out. Your boys, Murray State, is going to be the team that, quote, unquote, nobody wants to play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bigger on Loyola Chicago that nobody oh, even okay. cares about. All right. All but right. I do think Murray State is uh, very talented. Uh, there was a couple other big, uh, smaller teams that punched their ticket that can shoot pretty well. Uh, but they're just too small. I can't really see them making any big moves. So those, hot, those two. Hot take, Loyola Chicago right there. Bingo. Right. Oh, man, the the Ramblers. <laughs> hey, B, I, grab, the, grab the wheel, please. All right, here we go, fellas. So we're going to do some little <laughs> rapid fire as I'm now awake all of a sudden. Um, oh, first up, there they were talking today a lot of rumors about the Supreme Court ruling on whether or not these states were going to be allowed to have uh, sports betting based on the um, repeal of PASPA. Uh, so, Big Dave, uh, I'll shoot this one to you. Uh, are you surprised at all? I mean, I, I, I would say I'm not, but let me hear from you. I am zero surprised. I think this thing's going the distance. If it were a fight, we're going 15 rounds. There's a lot to break down and a lot to, you know, if they make this decision, which I think they're going to make the decision to overturn it, but then it's going to be the Wild West. I've been tweeting about it nonstop. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that. I put something out today like, you know, listen, they're talking about doing this in other places, we're doing it here every day, and no one is even acknowledging it. So 
I, I actually made a, a little bit of a snide reference that maybe some people should come out to March Madness and actually check it out. It's become quite a big deal here in uh, in Nevada as far as an overall week. It, there's no bigger week as far as sports wagering. And the numbers last year in March, the books handled $450 million. Do you think anybody would want to know what goes on here, at least maybe during that month? So am I surprised? No. Do I think um, April is possible? But most likely, I think this thing will come down in May. And for the listeners who think that they're sitting in New Jersey, that's the only state that maybe you'll be able to bet by football season. But if you've any done any research or read any of the bills, it's still a long way from getting done as far as you being able to go place a straight bet on, you know, the Miami Dolphins in West Virginia or Illinois or Indiana or any of the places other than Nevada and possibly New Jersey. Well, did you say four hundred million dollars? Four hundred and fifty million dollars was the handle in March in Nevada oh, sports books last God. year. Oh, the Super Bowl had... this year was $158 million. Super Bowl handle. So we're doing the Super Bowl times three, boys, in in the three weeks in March, basically. And, and we would only <laughs> had to pay the NCAA $4.5 million just because, you know, integrity. Oh, yeah, integrity you know. right off hopefully the top. We can get, yeah. Oh, hope, yeah. Hopefully we can afford some more wiretaps then. <laughs> uh, if they were true though so they're all alleged in my opinion right now oh. none of the none of, there's no such thing as wiretaps i've never the even man, heard of those the man just dies on the sword he loves it <laughs> all right oh, 4.5 million dollars are you kidding <laughs> holy smokes rapid fire Jesus. number two mo i know you actually do love the nba even though you just want to put college basketball on the higher pedestal so i'm gonna get oh, you're some killing NBA me at you my he's man. killing me he's feel, killing me how do you feel about the nba and the and the tanking situation that's been going on no, uh, you know, with that Cuban thing going down, and uh, I remember hearing about it and laughing in my mind. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, you know, it's for even for us, for guys that are actually in the back, you know, looking at it and kind of going over the numbers. You know, it's for me, it's hard to prepare for for uh, especially for the NBA. You know, college you're just putting up threes, and you know how much I hate threes. But a lot of these guys, you know, with a uh, you know, players resting and stuff like that, which has nothing to do with tanking. But, you know, later in games, you know, it's not like teams got to lose by 100 or anything. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, I think it's just important to kind of watch more because I don't as much at all. Or even it's a I, nightmare I a to book, isn't it? I mean, it's a nightmare to book and make lines. It no, sucks. it's insane. It's, yeah, terrible. it's terrible. Yeah, You can't oh, watch it. it enough. And, you know, <laughs> like you got to be so in tune with it or actually being – you know, so that's not even a rapid fire. I'm just kind of venting at this point. So <laughs> I do apologize well, a, for uh, a, a, from a betting from a betting standpoint, though. It's good, right? Oh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I I think it's, it's uh, it, there's so there's so much value out there that people don't even realize. I feel like um, one being the first half of the NBA is so much better to bet on than full games because you don't have bingo the trash that happens at the end of the game. The only thing I would fix in the NBA that drives me absolutely insane is the last minute of a game. They have like 18 timeouts, commercial breaks, replays. I mean, when the game gets good, they slow it completely down. Total disaster. Yeah, Total disaster. They, they bring it to a complete screeching halt. 
Exactly, and that and it that to be, me is killer. You should you should get one once it gets past under a minute. I think each each coach gets one full timeout. That's it. If you haven't used all your stuff by then, that's all you got left, and you get to call one timeout. That's it. You need NBA if they're, you're listening. That's a great thing right there. I like that. AB, we got to get that some traction. So I will there make has to this... be three timeouts, uh, oh, two boy. twenty second timeouts. And one regular timeout for the whole game. That's it. Hey, B, Very we got to call timeout on Mo right now. <laughs> there was just way too many timeouts in there, right? This guy loves the college hoops. He's got. He wants the thirty-four, oh, thirty-two defensive game with no three pointers. Get rid of the three. Uh, I'll bet on UC no Irvine any day of the week. Uh, I can't bet on those Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> I'd rather bet on the Ant Eaters any day at eight o'clock really? p.m. <laughs> Real quick, here's what I have to say about the tanking, though. I think there's actually a uh, an idea that would work, and I think it's that if you pick in the top five in in a particular year, let's say 2018, you're you are not eligible to be in the top five in 2019. So therefore, if you're at the cusp or whatever, and you get six, cool, you can actually be worse next year. But if you're one of the five worst teams in the league and you lucked out into the lottery positions, you're not eligible for the top five anymore. And I think that would cut it down quite a bit. That's an interesting take. I like that. I know. You just get... My solution oh, would be I would give the first pick to the first team that missed the playoffs. It would never stop trying. You would have to win games. If you were the if you were the first team out of the playoffs, you get the first pick and it works backwards from there. Now mm. nobody's trying to lose. Everybody's trying to win all the time. And Wait, like the, the results like the, the first yeah, so, pick. Yeah, the sixteen teams that make the playoffs, the team that misses first, that's that's the first draft pick. Or or they get the most chances in the lottery. You can still do the lottery. I mean, that has become a thing. You can't take that away. But now you reward teams for getting close but missing the playoffs. They get more lottery chances than the teams that stink and continue to stink. And those teams are gonna we we can't relegate them. The the soccer's gotta figure oh, no, out. That was, you're kicked no, out of that the was, league. That was my move, man, Dave. Yeah. Man, Dave. Oh, Dave. I'm sorry, bro. Damn it. Oh, that's a beautiful Should've thing. Relegations, where it right is. There. Oh no, the relegation <laughs> was my move. But I, I mean, uh, no, but the playoff scenario is actually good because I was like, well, that's fine. I'll let him go. And then he denies the relegation in the middle of the rant. Oh, my only my problem goodness. with that is, is that if that were inactive today, I don't know if Detroit. That if they squeezed into the eight seed, would even fly to Toronto. They'd just stay in Detroit and wait for Game Three and Four, just so they can get knocked out of the postseason. Right. <laughs> so I think oh, I think you water down the, the playoffs, playoffs even more than it already tanking is in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And the NBA playoffs are. I mean, we all know there's way too many teams, but they're not changing that. So that one's kind of tough. But I gotta get yep. this last one in real quick because we're running short here. Um, one of my boys in the boxing world got pegged for PEDs today. Canelo, as he's got the big rematch coming up with Triple G in May. Um, it was just Eating comical. Eating those street tacos. Yeah, yeah, it's just comical. He got, Blaming it he on got the bad cows. Meat. He got bad meat. Is that really what it was? He got bad meat? It's pretty incredible, right? I mean... <laughs> Does this affect the fight, AB? No, I, mean, I, I heard... Can possibly cancel this thing? Look, here's my thing, okay? I, I think... I think you have to, especially in the fight game, and I think in you know certain physical leagues like probably the NFL, everybody's on something. So it, the only the only way I'll ever believe if somebody's <laughs> not on something is that they retire and were never caught. Then I'll go, yeah, that guy probably did it the right way. That's pretty crazy. 
So until you, you know, are retired, I believe everybody's on something. And I still to this day believe Floyd Mayweather was taking uh, all kinds of stuff that uh, he got away with. So, um you know, don't ever put my guy is. down on air, big dog. Oh, come on, man. All you had to do is <laughs> read about all you had to do is read about the uh, IV that he got and how Pacquiao was denied a shot from the Nevada <laughs> Athletic Commission. I mean, come on, man. No, my, my buddy always presses it on me. He, he does it to kill me, man. So I had to, I had to bring some back on air. <laughs> Plus, I don't know how to read. So either way, yeah, it's all it all it all makes sense. It's such a gigantic fight that can't affect the fight. They're going to figure something out. But the fact that, one, you get caught anymore, you can't be, you can't be paying attention. You've got to be a step ahead. If, if, if everybody's on something, like you say, Al, then you've got to know what they're testing for and, and don't eat the bad meat. I mean, if that's <laughs> what you're going to go with, don't eat the bad meat. I mean, seriously, come on. Well, I mean, the problem oh, is man. the problem is is that there's two organizations that are kind of the top tier of drug testing out there. One's great at it, and the other is not great at it. So, um, and I'm sure you can guess which one boxing uses. So, <laughs> right. you know, uh, the latter. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Floyd Mayweather, for example, stayed clear of USADA, which is the top testing organization in America. Yes. Um, it's not political. Mm. It's not, you know, they do, they don't play favorites. There's no money being traded around, you know, under the table. That's hush hush. I mean, it's yeah, it, it is what it is. It's, it's, you know, a money making business and they're that's, not letting it get in the way. Did you, either you of you guys see the Wilder fight? Did you guys either see, either of you see the Wilder fight? Oh, absolutely. Over the weekend. hundred percent. Yeah. Fantastic. I was passed fight. out, man. Restored my faith in boxing, Al. One wow. of the best fights. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, I love boxing, but that fight was fun to watch, no? It was incredible. I wrote I wrote last week's article in Gaming Today about it, and I wrote this week. I, I start off talking about I hope everyone bought that fight for $11 because I said it was so good you could go get the replay for $11. But it was crazy, man, because I had Ortiz and under, and I, I thought I was going to cash, but, man, Wilder is a tough dude, and he was still messed up at the beginning of the eighth round. So, I mean, it it was a great fight. Incredible. Yeah, good stuff for sure. So that restores my faith. We can get off the bad meat and, and, and the ridiculous <laughs> drug testing and stuff and at least talk about something positive from that, you know, and, and hopefully it won't affect the fight because I don't know about you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing Triple G fight Canelo again, no? Oh, yeah, 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 most definitely, man. No, we're all waiting for it. Me and Alan definitely been talking about it. I know everyone else is talking about it. Um, I mean, who do you like? Who do you like? I actually like Triple G personally. I think Canelo had his chance, and you know, I think Canelo's—he I mean, he definitely looked great going into that that first fight. But I think Triple G will be ready, and I think he'll be able to uh, hang with them. You know, as, as far as boxing, I know Canelo's been looking better, but you know, just as good of a fighter Triple G is, I think it's bigger for him to win this one. So you know, I'm going to side with them. A B, you agree? Disagree? So I, I got about 30 seconds, and then I'll pass it to you guys for your 30-second wrap-up. But uh, I, I love Canelo. I think he figured out Triple G late in the fight. Uh, Triple G's getting older. Canelo um, it has gotten better each fight he's fought. Um, I'm a huge Triple G fan, but I actually believe Canelo will outbox him and win a unanimous decision. Even with the bad meat? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you got to get that bad meat to get the advantage early <laughs> on, right, in the camp. Bad meat gate. <laughs> Coming in hot. I heard Sean Miller sent him some meat. 
Maybe they heard that on the oh, wiretap. 40, <laughs> oh, dude, 40 G's. Sean Miller's coming back in, dude. Oh, I can't wait to that press conference. Oh, my God. It's too good. It's beautiful. All right. Well, anything left for the listeners? Big day. No, just uh, follow along on, on Twitter. Give us a rating. I say it every every show. And um, thank you to the listeners for, for making the show grow and, and following along. And tweet us any suggestions you guys want to hear us talk about. Thanks again. And, again, give us a review on iTunes. That will help boost the ranking as well. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to sign off for my man, Matoy. Uh, this has been Cash Considerations. Fade UNLV. Every day.